Welcome to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour, and we do love happy hour and the clinking of glasses and cheers to all you fabulous women who are fully living your lives at every age and every stage. And here's the best news, every hour is happy hour. So whether you clink cheers with your coffee mug or your afternoon cappuccino, remember as the song says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Join us for some grown-up fun, interesting and stimulating conversations that will motivate, inspire, or just make you laugh. And for more grown-up fun, visit our website, The Three Tomatoes, and the three is spelled out, and sign up for our newsletters. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. Greetings, tomatoes, and welcome to another great episode of The Three Tomatoes Happy Hour Podcast. I'm Kim Selby, the San Francisco editor of the Three Tomatoes newsletter. Since you all know that we are a site for women who aren't kids or women over a certain age, one of the most important conversations we have with, with each other is skincare and aging. Now, we know some people opt for plastic surgery, and that's great. And some of us are aging hmm, gracefully, I like to say, or trying to. But I know we all have questions and concerns about our skin as we age, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Sunitha Posina. She is known as the beauty internist because she has an extensive knowledge of anti-aging, and she has a love of all things beauty. That love, combined with being a board-certified physician in internal medicine, gives her this great, great ability to work with all of us for our beauty needs. <laughs> she attended uh, medical school at uh, Stony Brook, in, no, you college at Stony Brook in New York. Internal no, medicine I'm, training at Stony Brook. Ah, so confused. I did internal medicine training at Stony Brook and I also did aesthetic medicine training later on. Okay, it's, it's confusing because she is, Oh, it has so many great uh, <laughs> letters beneath her name. So welcome, welcome. And I apologize for getting that wrong. Oh, no worries. Thank you for having me. Of course. The, the other thing that I really love that I read about you is that you studied in India as well. And so you studied about the combination of Eastern and Western medicine. And I'm always fascinated by that because I think that's what we need more in all medicine is a combination, a holistic approach. And how do you use that? Well, we, you know, women were always wanted to take care of themselves since ancient days, or centuries, whether it's, um, you know, historically going back, you know, we always love to look good. So, there are a lot of ingredients and uh, methods that women in, back in the day used to use. And we kind of debunked them because each year we come up with something new. For example, a few years ago, we came up with hyaluronic acid and now we just see hyaluronic acid everywhere. But at the same time, it, I thought that in addition to bringing all these newer modes of medicine or advancements in science, really fusion the back in the day ingredients um, because some of them have, they're plant-based or whatever they are, you know, natural derived, they do have great properties, anti-aging properties. For example, turmeric, um, turmeric is uh, always used in um, most of the Indian dishes and it's, it's plant-based and, 
that basically has significant amount of anti-inflammatory um, effect. And now over the past few years, there's been a lot of skincare that's been having that. But what my goal was to really bring a bunch of these ingredients from back in the day that are really have a solid core of uh, proof and kind of fusion it with the advancements in our modern science now. Oh, that sounds perfect. I can't wait. I know for our listeners, you are starting your own line of skincare, and I'm really excited about that. So I ha we're just going to chat here because I have a question about that. I know that turmeric is good when taken internally or, you know, sprinkled on mm -hmm. your food for reducing inflammation. And so if you apply it in whatever form you create it on your skin, it has the same properties. I'm always curious about how you know, the benefits of something on your skin versus the benefits of taking something orally. Yes, um, you know, and that that plays with most of the things in general. It's it, it, Skin is a balance. It's not like what we do externally is going to take care of most of it. It's an entire system. Our body works internally and externally. And yes, internal, what you put in, your sleep, your exercise, your nutrition, um, all these play major factor. And that I mentioned that because internally, for example, uh, sugars, they, they release something called ages. It's quote unquote ages. It's advanced um, you know, glycated molecules. And those have um, a significant effect on aging in the sense that it decreases your collagen levels because it affects your elastin and fibrillin, which are really essential for your collagen. And that internally, see how that sugar intake affects your uh, skin. So that's the internal way of mechanism. And in general, other factors too, when you have a lot of stress, cortisol gets released, your inflammation goes up, and then it's a vicious cycle. That's the internal. Externally, we could do uh, aging occurs through several things, such as sun damage is a very big one. <laughs> a lot of us are very guilty of that. And um, sun damage, in general, lack of proper care and um, really how you handle your skin. You know, some people are very aggressive with it, just doing too much, overwhelming your skin. So it's a lot of factors, whether you do, you kind of need to balance yourself. You, it cannot just be, I'm going to take care. I'm going to take the best external care, but internally I'm not, you know, it, it has to be a perfect, it has to be a nice balance for your skin because it's both internal and external. And a lot of internal, in fact. Well, and I, I think that's really vital because I do know everything I've read that you drinking a lot of water is really important to plump up your skin, true? Well, yes, absolutely. You know, hydration is key. Um, some people tend to overdo it and they don't realize that when you overdo it, your electrolytes, everything is in moderation, I, I say always, because when you drink too much water, your electrolyte imbalances, depending on how you're eating, can also occur. And that could be, um, that can't be good either, you know, when you have electrolyte imbalances. So, the you know, but you are right. Hydration is important because your skin you know, the, the, it does appear plumper. It, it, it helps you look more fuller and hydrated because anything that looks dry looks saggy and, you know, like a peel, you know, so it doesn't look as great. So yes, proper amount of hydration is important. And that effect you usually see eventually, like, you know, very soon. 
Yeah, that's that's a good thing. We want immediate results. She, <laughs> she, you all can't see us, but she's looking at me who swims all the time and grew up in Miami Beach, Florida. So I do have sun damage, you know, and I wear sunscreen every single day. But when you swim, you know, it just happens. Is there a real way to reverse aging? You know, all of the cosmetics tout that. But is is there a way, really? Um, no. Yeah. You cannot reverse aging in all honesty, no matter who tries to sell you what, you cannot reverse aging. It's, 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 it's human evolution, you know, that's just how it is. What we could do is take the best care to minimize and appear younger than our age or look the best that we can for that particular age. I, if I phrased it correctly. So we can't, you know, we cannot look like we're 24 when we're 75. It's, it's just not physiologically possible because our body goes through a, a, an intense amount of changes. For example, um, I'm, I'm going to get a little scientific here. You know, uh, when, as you age, your bodies uh, have this uh, telomeres in the chromosomes and they get shorter. And that's not something you can reverse completely. You can prevent a little bit by minimizing your stress, exercising, eating properly, all these things. But there's only so much we could do. And we also have to factor, um, keep in factor like genetics. Genetics is important. Some people just have amazing um, skin, even when they're 60. And that genetics does play a role. So yes, um, you can... Look your best at a certain age, but you can't completely reverse aging. It's a natural phenomena. All the creams, the serums, they do help you. They do. Um, but that's to put the best for that age, but not to reverse. Right. I guess what we want to do is maintain where we are. Those of us over a certain age who used to use baby oil and iodine when we went out in the sun so we would tan. Oh, hello. <laughs> that, that, that was not a good thing. Yeah. I know that. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm guilty of that too. But you, of course, have gorgeous glowing skin. Oh, jealous of that. I read one of your, well, I have so many questions, but I read one of your blogs about cleansers. And for some reason, that really appealed to me. And I want to talk a little bit about that. When I was a teenager, I had very dry, I've always had very dry skin. I never suffered from acne. I was very, very fortunate. But that meant I didn't really use a cleanser. Well, I didn't wear makeup. I, I didn't do anything, you know, until I guess maybe I wore a moisturizer as a teen, older teenager. I don't know. But what I'm fascinated with now is the difference between cleansers. I hope other people are interested as well, but I'm, I'm interested in, you know, there's like $100 cleansers and then there's $15 cleansers and there's gels and there's I, whatever, lotions. And I guess it, I, my question is, does it depend on your skin type, how important it is for us to cleanse our skin, how many times a day we should do it, have at it. Give me some info. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So cleansing, I say, is is like 
the foundation. You need, you need anything you put on your skin, you need clean skin to begin with. So, and that's why we, we wanted to do a blog about cleansers also because it is one of the foundations. So um, yeah, there's so many types of cleansers. You can pick and choose. Everybody has, there are thousands in the market, depending on your price point, your budget, we have certain recommendations too. You can always choose yours. But the most important thing is to cleanse your skin in the, in the morning to start off and at night. I know some people don't necessarily cleanse their skin in the morning, but I always recommend cleansing in the morning and at bedtime. Because at the end of the day, and we talk about the cleansers, the type of cleanser you need to use. If you're not using a lot of makeup or your skin is very sensitive, or if you're, if you're just not using, um, or you don't use any makeup, you could get away with a very mild, gentle cleanser. And most of the times in the morning, because we wake up fresh, we just have to use a very mild, tiny amount of gentle cleanser just, just to refresh yourself. But at that time, it's really, really important to take off the makeup, especially if you wear a lot of makeup. And this is where it gets tricky. It, believe it or not, most women think they took off everything, but they do not take off their makeup. And that's really the reason why double cleansing has become a very popular thing over the past few years from Korea and Asia. Um, they've adapted that. And I don't see any harm in it because it really does help if you do wear a lot of makeup. It's just an extra um, way to take, make sure that you are completely off all the residue. So, um, Going, you know, so you can choose any type of cleanser. There's foam cleansers, gel cleansers, all these. But most of the time, I try to recommend gel cleansers for most people um, because they don't strip your skin a lot of times. And it's very important for people to, uh, to, to not get these really strong cleansers all the time. Uh, you don't need to use really, really strong cleansers. You need cleansers that take off makeup, you need cleansers that protect your pH and your barrier. You don't want to strip your skin. And that's very important because a lot of cleansers tend to do that. You know, like, you know, we have the same type scrub. It really strips away a lot of the, the, the skin. So it's very important to treat your skin uh, well. Okay. I use an oil-based cleanser because I have such dry skin. Mm -hmm. Is that, am I doing the right thing? Or should I be using some, because it does not, I wear a tinted moisturizer on top of my, um, you know, moisturizer and it does not take it off. So, because I'll do my toner with mm -hmm. a little cotton pad and I see some residue. So I should be actually physically cleansing twice. Is that correct? Cleansing twice and what a good technique that really helped me a lot, even though I was using an oil-based cleanser or a balm, no matter what I would try to take off makeup, you don't actually take it off unless you use, if you actually take a muslin cloth or, um, or any sort of sponge and kind of take it away with the oil and the muslin cloth, it makes a huge difference. Then you could see everything coming off. Um, and then you could just go ahead with your toner. You don't always have to necessarily double cleanse unless you're wearing a lot of makeup or anything. Something okay. like that. Or if you're interested or you feel like you're taking good care of yourself, of course, go ahead and do it. And uh, you're not doing anything wrong with using a, an oil cleanser. But if I were to make a suggestion, it would be really to use it with a muslin cloth or a gentle um, facial cloth or even a sponge, although the sponges are not very... Um, environmentally friendly. 
Right. I actually do. I use a washcloth. I use a, a washcloth and and put the oil on it and then take it off with the washcloth. But I find I still, and it must be a pretty strong, yeah. you know. Uh, that's why it's, it does, that's why I'm saying it's harmless to really um, do double cleansing, especially if you're using good uh, quality cleansers that don't strip your skin. Yes, it's, okay. it's definitely better. All right, so cleansing is the first step. Yes. And then I have read a lot. I didn't used to use toner, and now I do use toner. What is the benefit of toners? I, I mean, toner is still a very controversial topic. Uh, you can ask a lot of dermatologists or skin experts, and they say some say they love it, some hate it. Um, it, it, it it's not an absolutely essential step. Nobody says that you have to tone, but you know, it's something if you're interested, you could do it. it, I, it, it it's not really any uh, harmful effect. In fact, I do see a lot of benefits, especially if you're an acne sufferer um, and you're using a pore, um, you know, pore enhancer, not pore enhancer, I'm sorry, um, pore minimizing toners. They, they market them saying that pore minimizing and so forth, they don't really, really minimize your pores, but it's the ingredients that play a factor, like AHAs, um, salicylic acid. So if you have, like for example, aging, as we're discussing aging, glycolic acid is, is great for aging. So, um, and if you're, if you're has, uh, have a toner, you know, it's an extra step. And if you have the time for it, of course, go ahead and do it. But see, I'm always curious as to whether the beauty industry is just trying us trying to get us to purchase more. I, I'm very skeptical. I, I know I need skincare, but do I really need, you know, the toner? And that that's my question, basically. Is it gonna really make a difference? Yeah, and I absolutely agree with you. The skincare industry, there's a lot of marketing going on too. We have to be careful because you know they they talk about cleanser, they talk about another type of cleanser, then with uh, toner and essence and ampule, uh, multiple serums. No, our, it's just too much. I personally believe it's too much, and you don't need all that to maintain the best. Um, the results. Like really, that, that is so good to know because I know so many women are like myself and you get bombarded. And sometimes if you're at a store, a department store, beauty skincare store, back in the day when we were allowed to do that, you know, I'll get sucked in. I'll be with girlfriends we'll be, and they'll just put this on us and our skin, our hands will feel so good. And you're like, okay, well, I have to have that. You know, and you walk out $300 later going, yeah. did I really need that? And you probably have some of them at home. <laughs> yes, no, you don't. You don't need all of them. But some of the things you definitely need, like everybody needs at least three to four products for sure um, to maintain their best skincare regimen, at least, you know, and maximum, I would say five, six, but not more than that. I know. Okay. Let's hear. What are they? <laughs> well, definitely cleanser. You want to have a cleanser. You want to have a serum especially if you're focusing on anti-aging or anything, um, anything meaning um, our antioxidants for protection during the day. So you want to have a serum and you want to moisturize. Of course, this moisturizer can be different for different skin types. Like you mentioned, you have dry skin, so you want a thicker, more emollient moisturizer where somebody that's um, more oily skin, they probably should use a gel-based moisturizer or, or an oil-free light light one. So 
these are the three minimum steps and anything else you do, do beyond these are extra and not absolutely essential. Yes, you can add a toner, a support step. And um, when I said, but, but one of the most, regardless of all these, uh, these first three steps, you should definitely have a good sunscreen sunscreen in the morning. So as I said, you know, you don't need more than four to five products to, from day and to combine day and night to, okay. yeah. So what about, this is just, this is just me, but I know I speak for lots of other women. What about eye cream? What is the difference between an eye cream and moisturizer and do I really need it? Okay, so eye cream is a very personal choice. Um, it is a personal choice. And depending on how much you want to splurge or, you know, or you want that extra step or you have patience for it, eye, eye area is one of the most delicate areas. And it, it definitely is one of the very delicate areas on your face. And it doesn't have the, the oil-producing glands there. So what happens with a lot of women is they to begin with have great under eye skin, then they start using all these thick eye creams to protect them from aging and instead give themselves these tiny bumps called milia. And yes, a lot of times that happens. A lot of women probably notice that and they're like, what is this tiny bump underneath you know, my eye? So that is something to watch out for. That's just a little tip. But it's really a personal choice. Some people feel really dry. Then to make yourself comfortable, go ahead and use it. But that's, that's really a personal choice. There's no studies or anything that says you have to use an eye cream and that's absolutely essential. It's good to know because I don't. I just figure <laughs> I put a little, I did learn to use my ring finger to pat yes. under my eye so that you're not stretching it. Right? Yes, the concept, and yeah, and you should really go on your bone. You shouldn't really go close to your eye. Uh, you should go on the bone and just just gentle pressure, very gentle. And the reason to use your ring finger because it's the one with the lightest pressure compared to all the other fingers. Because with other fingers, we may tend to like go have more pressure. See now, all you people who did not know that listening, use your ring finger. I learned that many years ago at the Sex Fifth Avenue counter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you something good. Sunscreen, I know, is very important. And had I known that when I was younger, I would have avoided some of the wrinkles and dark, well, let's call them freckles uh, <laughs> that I have today. I, I once wrote an article called From Freckles to Fraxel because uh, I had freckles all my life. I still do, but they sort of seem to have morphed into big brown spots that are soon overtaking my face. But Okay, everybody wear sunscreen. Do you have, are all sunscreens created alike? Or is there something we should be looking for? No, all sunscreens are not definitely created alike. Um, titanium dioxide, zinc oxide, these are the top two ingredients. You should definitely look for those two ingredients. Um, and you know, with sunscreens, I'll be very honest, there are a lot in the market. And you really have to try. You really have to try them too, because there are ones that do phenomenal for like an acne prone, hormonal acne prone skin, but they don't do it on another person. So it's very individualistic. You have to test because, and some people, some sunscreens, they're great, but they leave a cast based on your skin tone. So that's also <laughs> something to really be um, aware of. Okay. But yes. Uh, but yes. 
No, I, I know that because I use a mineral one and it does leave me a little white. But yeah. then I put my tinted moisturizer over, my tinted sunscreen over that because I do not want any more sun damage than I already have. Now, also, well, there is that whole, do I get Botox, do I not debate that goes on amongst many of my friends. And many do. I've never done anything to my skin. What are your thoughts on enhancements such as fillers and Botox? I know that, you know, you've studied the aesthetic industry. Yes. Um, I, I, Botox, again, you know, it's a personal choice. If you, if it's something that you're not against, definitely get it. You know, Botox has been there for a long time. It's, there's so many studies on it. It is proven to, to freeze the muscles so that you don't develop the lines. Of course, eventually it's going to happen, but you can kind of prevent them, especially if you start doing it at a younger age. You can help preventing those lines, um, you know, earlier. So yeah, Botox, but you know, when it comes to fillers, those are all personal choices, you know? If you're comfortable with yourself, no, you don't need it. But if you if you feel like you need that boost for your own confidence or anything, also that although that shouldn't be defining, that's your personal choice, you know. Um, and that that really is up to you. But Botox is excellent um, at helping with freezing those muscles, the tiny muscles around your eyes, on your forehead. So yeah, is it too late to start when you're in your sixties? No. No, because uh, it, it, it you know as as you age, as you grow older, the lines only get deeper and deeper, and your muscles get weaker. It's really because the internal muscle gets weaker. We can only do so much superficially because the the creams and serums penetrate to a certain level. They can help minimize the fine lines to a very minimal degree, but it's really think about it this way: when we are young our skin has this nice bounce back. So even if I, you know, because it's nice and plump, but as you age, you lose collagen naturally. It's just the body just loses it. And uh, as a result, you can't, you, you're not as plump and you can't bounce back. And eventually they start falling forming those lines so even from 60 to 70 we age further 70 to 80 we age further so like each decade or half a decade it, it does matter so of course there's no uh, wrong age to get it okay i just was curious because i do i have always thought oh these young girls at 30 getting botox that's crazy but now i get it because it's a cumulative effect and it can help stop it i don't think that i'll be doing that i'm aging gracefully. Oh, and I have another question though about collagen. Does taking collagen internally, I know it's good for your nails and I would like it to be good for my hair, but what about your skin? Does it have anything, any great properties to help with your skin or is it just not worth it? There are some preliminary studies that are suggesting that, you know, that are suggesting positive results. <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't harm to take any collagen supplements. If you, but it, that is something you want to do, go ahead and do it. It, it can't, it, it's not harmful. So. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know. I, I take biotin and now I've started adding collagen because, you know, too soon old, too late smart. Had I done this when I was younger, <laughs> probably would have had a better effect <laughs> now. <laughs> 
All right, so you have started your own line of beauty products. Tell us a little bit about that as we wrap up our conversation, because I, I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> My products are very, very science-based. They're very clean. That's very important. Um, clean, vegan, cruelty-free. Um, we have eliminated a lot of chemicals in our products because skin is one of the largest organs in your body. And every time you're putting all these um, chemicals onto your body, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot, it, it, it's cumulative over time. So that, that's one of the basic foundations, a very clean, eco-conscious brand. The second thing is it, it's a fusion of advanced modern science, but at the same time, you know, very uh, scientifically derived ingredients. We have some special proprietary blend of ingredients that we're using um, that are very advanced in science. But it, the, the good thing about the, the interesting thing is that I combine it. I don't want skincare to feel like it's just, okay, I'm putting it on, I'm going to age it. I want, I want it to play a role in your, um, on your mind, body, soul. I want it to be ritualistic. Uh, medical grade skincare, that's ritualistic because everything in this world is so fast paced. Um, it's so much stress, especially more women are working. Uh, everything is just so much, um, so there's so much more stress in this world. There's a lot of product confusion too. So I want to minimize product confusion at the same time and also make your skincare ritualistic, blending the ancient scientific, um, um, sci ancient science with modern science. Okay. And are you go what are your products going to entail? I mean, what you know, kind of products are you going to have? So we have a slew of products. We're going to come out with a few at a time. So, um, yeah, they will. That's a, a it's a surprise, and it, it is a skincare, and we do have everything from head to toe, um, as far as the line is concerned, and we're gonna definitely announce it. Oh, I'm very, I'm really looking forward to it because I just, I love the way you have married, really the vegan, cruelty free with scientific based, and it's nice to have that combination. I think it'll be great. But tell us about the one product that you do have up now. And yes. <laughs> yes. And, you know, when I was making my skincare line, I was always on the phone with the lab and um, being in internal medicine. And during the pandemic, I was treating a lot of COVID-19 patients. And even prior to that, always in the hospital, we tend to use a lot of hand sanitizer. And I never really liked it, you know, because the traditional hand sanitizers just seem so harsh and the way they smell, everything, the, the feel of it. So I wanted to, during that time, I had to freeze my skincare line so that the lab could produce a hand sanitizer because our world really needed it. And that's how, um, um, ironically, I released a hand sanitizer and uh, it's a very clean, uh, vegan, gluten-free, uh, no harsh chemicals, no artificial fragrances, and everybody should try it. It's very, very clean and it has 70% alcohol made according to the CDC and F, uh, FDA guidelines. And I would love for everybody to try it. Great. Well, uh, we will be doing a little giveaway, I think. Yes. So we'll put that in our show notes today. So everybody will need to read that. And I thank you for that. I also want to thank you for your work on the front lines because you really put yourself out there at a time 
when it is so vital for all of us to be participating in the way we can. And I thank you and all of your coworkers because so it's, it's a tough time out there. And I have hopes that this will go away soon or a vaccine and treatment will come out. That, yeah, that will help. Well, I thank you so, so much for sharing your tips. I could mm, ask you a million more questions. We didn't even tap into facials and whether those are good for you or not, but another time. Another time, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure speaking to you and your audience. Thank you, Dr. Posina. And everybody, we will have her website. You've got to keep checking it out for the launch of her products. And I am looking so forward to trying them. So thank you.